0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got?
1: All right. I wanted to share something for you guys. Halloween is around the corner. It is Sunday. And I don't know if you guys partake or will partake this year in going trick-or-treating. So I have two autistic brothers. And I just found out. That if you see a child or somebody with a blue, like, jack-o'-lantern basket, it means they're autistic. So they're not trying to be rude if they don't say trick-or-treat. So I wanted to pass that along because even though I have two autistic brothers, I actually did not know that. Did you guys know that?
2: No, I did not, I know, did that. not know that. I did not oh. you know that. That is weird and wild. I didn't know that. Is that how I sound right now? No, 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 no. That's how <laughs> okay. I sound. That's, that's <laughs> my, my attempt at a third generation impression from about 20 years ago. Got uh, it. Dana Carvey on SNL as Johnny Carson. So forget about Don't mind me. Um, no, I had no idea, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, snap. Like You know, my brothers are older, but... I never knew that. So I'm like, I wonder how many people actually do know that. And if you do, that's awesome. If you didn't, well, now you know.
2: Yeah, I'm having a whole Halloween issue myself right now. I got to try and figure this thing out because, um, you know, Halloween's Sunday night, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and take trick-or-treaters or or am I going to just leave candy at the front door and whatever gets taken gets taken, and it's an honor system kind of thing. Like, hey, yeah, kid, don't happening. take, like, 30 Almond Joys. You know what I'm saying? Like, take one. Let everybody else grab one. Because I just don't want to be here. I don't want to answer the door. I don't want to deal with trick-or-treaters.
1: I get wanna out to Sunday
2: night football, you know?
1: Get off my lawn type of guy right now.
2: I don't mean to, like, get off my lawn. I, you should see my front yard. I mean, it is all decorated like a graveyard. Aww. There's, like, um, spider webs that glow in the dark, neon orange and green. There's skulls and tombstones and bones, and there's ghosts hanging and all. I mean, it's just my, my daughter's decorated the whole house. Oh, okay, I was going to
1: say, you did all that?
2: No, I didn't do any <laughs> of that. But on Sunday night, I'm not going to be sitting here taking trick-or-treaters. I just want to leave something by the front door and be like, all right, kids, take it. What do you, George, what are you going to do?
0: Uh yeah, no, we're gonna you know, the kids are gonna do their trick-or-treating thing, so we'll have some stuff outside um, you know, for a little while and then, you know, my uh my wife will take them and then I'll come back to the house and I'll just give out candy for, you know, as long as kids come by basically.
2: Everybody get costumes yet? Is everybody a costume? No, I haven't
0: gotten yeah. the costume yet. I've been <sighs> really bad at that. Yes. Yeah.
1: That was my afternoon today. I text you guys. I was like, yo, I have two parties on Saturday. I have no costume and costume is required. So I went and just got like a mask, like a mask, like a masquerade type thing. Yeah. That's going to be my costume with a nice black dress. I'm like, it's a wrap.
2: I saw your masquerade mask and I I have a masquerade party tomorrow night. Ooh, nice. And then on Saturday night, I've got a Halloween party. But I never buy costumes or get costumes of any kind. Because when you're single and you're in a relationship as a guy, and I think all guys would
1: agree with this, you let your girlfriend decide what you're going to be for Halloween. Mm Mm-mm. No, not the case. No, because, I mean, I'm single this Halloween. Last Halloween, we didn't do nothing. But the one before that, he was like, what are we going to do? I was like, I don't know what you going to do. I know what I'm going to do. You do you, boo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't got time to think for you, too. Like, uh-huh. I got enough going on. So, no, oh, yeah. that is not true.
2: See, I need help. I'm like, Rachel, uh, what are we going for Halloween? She's like, don't worry, I'll handle it. And then she just takes care of it, and I show up, and I put on whatever she tells me to put on.
3: I like the couple's costumes, though, mm-hmm. most of them. Most. I yeah. mean, like if I, I was supposed to go to a well, I am going to a Halloween party, I think. Um, not until next week. But my friend originally was gonna have a costume party. So I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be Jessica Rabbit and then my friend that I was gonna take with me was gonna be Roger Rabbit. But then my friend changed it to a pajama party. So now I have a Jessica Rabbit costume and nowhere to wear it. So A
2: Pajama jammy jam?
3: Yeah, yeah. He's nice. like, Oh, instead of costumes, we're doing pajamas and I was that like I mean it's fun, but, but i But pajamas dress are up. way more
2: comfortable.
0: Though. Yeah. That's,
3: that's true. But the pictures, yeah. you know, from Halloween, those are always fun. Pictures. Yeah, I'm part
2: of a couple when it comes to Halloween costumes. I'm I'm just I'm a throw in, you know what I mean? She decides what we're wearing, and I just show up looking hot. Nobody? Nobody has anything to say about that? I'll, no, I'll, no. Not not let that yeah. one nobody, sit there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad nobody said anything. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs>
0: all right that is what you need to know brought to you by morongo casino resort and spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are all right let's do a little dodgers here real quick because uh you know andrew friedman spoke we'll take a quick hiatus on the lakers and we'll get back to it in the next segment because jay williams was on with us earlier and i want to uh, you know i want to make sure we play some of the sound from when we had him on earlier he um of course of uh jay will and max fame which you can catch each and every morning here from 6 to 10 on 710 espn so do we have the Andrew Friedman audio? There's two pieces of audio I want to play. Uh, the one piece of audio is the one about the decision-making, right? Because Kaplan, you've been big on this, of the in-game, you know, he, you know Dave isn't running the show, and this, that, and the other, right? Do I have that right?
2: You do. I, I, have, I have said all along that general managers that are primarily driven by analytics – Don't allow their managers to actually manage. They make decisions either for the manager or in association with the manager. And even when Dave Roberts was making decisions that we debated, which was, you know, Julio Urias pitching in the eighth inning, you know, is that a Dave Roberts decision? Is that an organizational decision? Is that an Andrew Friedman pushing that on his manager decision? So, yes, I have felt like uh, Dave is not independently making these calls on his own.
0: Okay, well, he, here's what Andrew Friedman says to you, Scott Kaplan. Specifically, he said, Scott Kaplan, that gas bag on 710 ESPN, if you're going to ask me the question, I'm going to direct it directly at him. Go ahead, play. it." I mean, I've
4: answered this question each year after. Um, they're Dave's decision with Danny Lehman, Mark Pryor, getting Bob Guerin guys in the dugout. Um, we do a lot of work to prepare ahead of time to understand like how certain relievers match up against certain hitters and games play out in so many different ways that it's impossible to anticipate it before. And so those decisions are made in the dugout as they should be because so many things have changed in the two, two and a half, three, four hours You know, from when, you know, just kind of going through it and in game during those moments, it's a hundred percent their decision.
2: Okay, so now I heard that, and I thought to myself, that's interesting to me. Is Andrew Friedman saying, because remember, George, we we talk about Dodger free agents all day long, but Dave Roberts is in the final year of his contract. So if Dave Roberts doesn't get a contract extension here in the offseason, and I would suspect sometime relatively soon, seriously, is Dave Roberts going to be the manager of the Dodgers next year? Yes. And I think that's a legit question right now. No, because, I, I think he is, yes. Well, I, I would assume so as well. But I mean, you don't think that his,
0: his explanation makes sense there? Like, we prepare before each game. Here's how we, you know, in a perfect world we'd like it to go. Here are some scenarios that could come up. But you can't predict every scenario, so of course Dave is going to have to make decisions.
2: If, if that's truly the case, and I don't have any reason to believe that Andrew Friedman's lying, although I was kind of surprised that he, he did definitely put it on Dave, meaning that if you're somebody out there that thought Dave Roberts made a huge mistake by bringing Urias out of the bullpen and putting him in the eighth inning in game two against, uh, against San Francisco, it was against, San, or was it against Atlanta? Either way, if you thought that was a huge mistake, Atlanta, yeah. thank you. If you thought that was a monster mistake, you now blame Dave Roberts for that. I actually blamed Andrew and Dave. But Andrew's saying, no, that wasn't really my call because a lot of stuff happened and Dave has to make a decision and Dave, that's what he decided. Well, if that's the case, then I blame Dave for that decision. Okay, well then blame Dave. What do you think? What do you, I mean? Were you surprised? Well, I,
0: I I think that again they have a game plan going into games, and I think that that Andrew Freeman is part of that conversation amongst everyone. What he was referring to was the issues in game, the changes in game as the game develops, which isn't a part of the Urias discussion, or Urias discussion.
2: Well, I am uh, I was a little surprised by that comment in particular that that these decisions in game are Dave's because again I'm of the perception that analytics-driven general managers like to have their fingers on every decision that's made in-game and, and that the phone call comes from upstairs, hey, Dave, it's Andrew, yeah, do this, um, put Arias in right here, yeah. No, no, I don't want to put Urias in right here. I don't think that's a good idea. We should wait because he's going to start. No, 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 trust me, just do what I tell you to do. So, like, that's kind of the, my perception of what happens. And Andrew Friedman is saying not really the case. He makes those calls. If you're trusting him to make those calls, you don't go into a baseball season with a manager with one year remaining on his contract cuz that manager is a lame duck waiting to be fired. You got to give mean, him an ma- extension. J-
0: historically you've been right. Yes. But there's still an off season, like, you know.
2: Well, I expect Dave Roberts to be back as the manager of the Dodgers, do you? I do. Yeah. So do I. Okay. But I but I don't think you go into an off I, let me rephrase it. I don't you don't go into a season Without giving him a contract extension,
0: right? Okay, that's fair. Right, but let's see how it plays out. By the way, there could be a lockout. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? That so, is true. Like I think that you just kind of put everything on hold. There's that part of the equation too. You know, uh, the Kershaw piece though is fascinating. I think, um, and it's weird because Andrew Friedman. I've said this before. I wasn't a big fan of the third year of the last Kershaw contract, and that. Look, I'm not Andrew Friedman. Is the smartest guy I think in in sports as far as running a team. You know, I, I I think I just saw this one coming a mile away, um, but and at the time I said it's weird because that's an emotional decision, not a um, a business decision. And I said that at the time, not knowing that that was the case. But Andrew Friedman, when asked about uh, about Clayton Kershaw, basically admitted that when asking about the next potential Clayton Kershaw deal because he's an impending free agent. Here's what he said about Kershaw. There's something nostalgic and
4: great about, you know, Kirsch playing with one team and you know being able to win another championship and having a parade. That being said, you know, he's put himself in this position to be able to go out and do whatever makes the most sense for his family, and we will support that.
0: So but like him saying that on the front end is not a small thing, I think.
2: Interesting um that he put himself in this position. I'm not a hundred percent sure i knew what he meant i'd love i actually want to hear it again just because i want to i want a second bite at the apple here let me hear all that right. again go ahead laura right. can you play that one more time yeah take your time take
0: your time yeah just yeah. computer's freezing it. up on her yeah, why are you being so pushy understand. bro i know i Lord. didn't mean to be pushing
5: there's me. something
4: nostalgic and great about you know kirsch playing with one team and you know being able to win another championship and having a parade That being said, you know, he's put himself in this position to be able to go out and do whatever makes the most sense for his family, and we
2: will support that. What do you think he means there? He's put himself in this position. Because when I hear that, what I think he means is by getting hurt again this late in the season, he's put himself in a position where...
0: No, he's talking about wanting to go into free agency.
2: I, I... Give me your interpretation because my interpretation. I just told you. He's just,
0: talking about Clayton Kershaw putting it himself to, he. you know, they didn't reach a deal last offseason. He didn't want to negotiate during the season, so he said, I'm going into free agency. Yeah, That's
2: it. I know, but, but my interpretation is just a little bit different. Which is he's now put himself in this position to do what's best for him and his family. Bro,
0: you're you're reaching on this one. Maybe
2: I might be. I'm not. Yeah, you're might, totally I'm
0: reaching on that. Is not. You want to hear one more time? Let's go. Just for posterity's sake. Laura, I know the computer could freeze. But There's something nostalgic and
4: great about you know, curse playing with one team and you know, being able to win another championship and having a parade. That being said, you know, he's put himself in this position to be able to go out and do whatever makes the most sense for his family, and we will support that.
2: Yeah, he put himself in this position, to your point, George, by not signing any kind of an extension in the past, okay? But he's also put himself in this position position to be a free agent that has probably lost quite a bit of value, not only to the Dodgers, but to everybody else. And if he wants to do what's best for his family, what's best for him and his family might be going down to Texas and playing, I'm just putting this out there, for the Rangers because that's where he's from and that's where he lives. So... I just I think those are interesting comments. Andrew oh Friedman.
0: no! Look, do I think Andrew Friedman is going to? I told we talked about this months ago. Do I think Andrew Friedman is going to give him thirty million dollars again? Absolutely not. Madison Bumgarner got seventeen or whatever it was. That's and, what Clayton Kershaw is going to have to expect from the Dodgers.
2: Well, let me ask you this though: We talked about this many weeks ago about that number seventeen million, and we used Madison Bumgarner as the comp, right? But what's happened is since then. Kershaw came back from injury and in the last series of the regular season got hurt again and then was unavailable for the postseason. Which, by the way, if Kershaw were 100% healthy in the postseason, we could be talking about the World Series a lot right now. Whereas I don't know about the rest of you guys, I'm not even watching the World Series. Like baseball season ended for me when the Braves beat the Dodgers. So I feel like not only has he put himself in a position contractually to do what's best for him and his family. But he's also done the Dodgers a big favor in that there's all this nostalgia about him being with one team and winning another championship and having a parade, but we all know about his injuries now, and we all saw that he wasn't available when we desperately needed him at the end, so he's kind of made it easy for everybody. He's put himself in that position. Yeah, but I don't think that's
0: what he was referring to. I think he's put, he was referring to his free agency, and I think he's referring to the fact that it's been out there for years that the Rangers could be the team. Um, like I don't think there's any anyone hiding that. I don't think he's referring to injuries though specifically. I think that I think you're on to the fact that they will only go so far, right? And I think that yeah, I don't blame him for that. Um, but I, wouldn't I do 17 million now. Would you?
2: Yeah, that I mean, Madison Bumgarner's not good. Like Clayton no, Kershaw but, may
0: not be available very much, but well, he's at least problem. good when he's out there.
2: Well, then, then you're paying him just because of the nostalgia, which is what Andrew was just talking about. Right,
0: but seventeen million is a much more palatable number for a, a starting pitcher at that age.
2: Yeah, but if, if 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 the injuries continue, and we look at the past season that Clayton Kershaw had, and when he shut it down right before the All Star break, again, my thought process was. Oh, they're just giving him a little bit of time to rest. This way, he skips a start. He has the All Star break. He'll come back right after. He didn't. It took a really long time. I mean, he missed practically the entire second. Oh, no, I get of the it. Season.
0: But that, I mean, I, I don't. I look. If you give him a two-year deal for thirty-five million, I think you're. I think that's in line with what he, other pitchers of his ilk, would
2: get at right, that age. Right. But then you're just hoping. You're like, okay, we gave him money. And now we just hope. Bro, it's your,
0: it's, is it your money? Isn't that your money? If that's what they're willing to give, look, it's what the market bears. Somebody will give him that kind of money because that's what the market bears.
2: You're right. It's not my money, so I don't care what they do with it. The only thing is, is that you've got to ask yourself, they've got a certain amount. They're, I know we all think that the Dodgers' you know, budget is, is infinite, but it actually is finite. So the question is, where do you spend your money?
0: Yeah, That's we'll kind of the out. question. We'll find out. All right, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. We can discuss it further. I do want to get back to the Lakers. We've had Jay Williams on uh, from Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max uh, talking about the Lakers. And he had some interesting things to say. You're going to want to listen to that. Stick
5: around. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
3: Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: There
0: it uh,
3: is. I just want to point out, uh, Sedano, when you were not here on Monday, that <laughs> Cap did not make one single, uh, yeah, the whole time. Just once for the open, but that okay, was it. For the open, that's it. When Kirk was here.
2: Yep. You want to know why that was? Why? Because I was very intensely on a Monday afternoon. After an NFL Sunday and a big weekend of college football. Oh, he was hungover. And everything that that happened with the Lakers on Friday and then on Sunday, I was very, very focused on sports. Mm -hmm. And so when we would come back from breaks, my uh, uh, yeah, yeah thing, I just didn't hear it and feel it that particular day. I was very focused.
1: Do you know this song, Cap?
2: Yeah, of course I know this song. Come on, give me a break. How's it go? Hot Child in the City? Hot child in the city. Is that not this?
0: It's Dirt Off Your Shoulders by Jay-Z. Thank
1: you.
2: Oh, that.
0: This is
1: not in your whatever thing you do, your class thing. Oh,
2: Alex Toussaint?
1: I never get that guy's name right. Club bangers.
2: You know, Alex Toussaint was just a guest on the Scott Van Pelt podcast because Scott Van (laughs) Pelt, like Scott Kaplan, third person reference right there, he also loves Alex Toussaint and some club bangers.
3: You know, we should have him on our show.
2: I totally agree, and I'll <laughs> tell you another another one of my favorite Peloton instructors who we should have on is Kendall Toole because she is a former USC cheerleader.
3: Okay, well yeah. I I want to have Club Bangers guy on because I want to tell him about your obsession with him and how you are using his Peloton class to try and like make yourself cool. Mhm. Yeah. Well, uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh, uh.
2: <laughs> and the reason is is because you guys know all this stuff about like modern music and everything, you know, you know, contemporary popular music. And I don't know where you guys get this stuff from. Like, what do you mean? Just listening to music? It's well, yeah. kind of... well, here's what I mean. Because, like, back in the day, where would we all get our contemporary popular music from? The radio? radio, Right. So me, when I'm in the car, I'm only listening to sports talk always and or a game broadcast. I mean, I'm never listening to music radio. And if I do, for some reason, listen to music radio, I... Frequently, will turn over to satellite radio and listen to a station like Pearl Jam or Grateful Dead or Foo Fighters. I mean, somebody who's got their mm, own channel dedicated stuck to stuck
1: in your ways and won't yeah, rot in you, your horizons with music.
3: You got to try one of the newer. If you're going to go yep. serious, X- XM. Because mm-hmm. I don't listen to the radio. You know, I listen to sports talk radio, same as you. But when I'm working out, especially, um, I listen to on Apple my Apple Music, and yeah. I just play like it'll just there's mm-hmm. a playlist. Same. It's just like apple hits like r&b hits or whatever hits and i just put that on and i all all time it's how i i got into doja cat i love doja cat i found her on apple music like a couple years ago
2: oh i thought doja cat was some sort of martial art that you were doing
3: nope that's a singer we played earlier the song that you said that you i thought it was snappy yeah you're snapping your fingers yeah
2: it was snappy snappy doja cat doja if you're listening right now you got some snappy tunes girl
3: See, I love classic rock as much as the next guy. It's my favorite genre. But once in a while, especially while working out, you know, I want to hear something a little bit more upbeat. and Snappy. Snappy. Yeah, exactly.
2: I'm with you. I understand. I want your playlist. I want everybody's Apple playlist. I'm going to know every song, every word, every artist. I'm going to know it all.
1: No, you're not. you can't even finish Ted Lasso.
2: Okay, well, you know what? I didn't think Ted Lasso, this the episode after the beard episode. <laughs> now I you're just it was using it as an excuse.? Right? <laughs> no, I didn't like I don't like it, man. I'm telling you Ted Lasso to me. Okay, is well, ashamed. you don't like one episode
0: out of two seasons. So no, far. now
2: it's two episodes and I'm just I'm feeling like I'm not liking what's happening on Ted Lasso. They're losing me emotionally.
0: Okay. Well, how about you watch the next episode and you can make a decision? How, about
2: that? how many episodes do I have left? I mean, are there how many episodes were there in there season two? There was 12,
0: two? I believe, in the okay, second so I'm
2: probably point. got about two left. Yeah. Trying to get back into Succession. You guys watch Succession?
0: Uh, I don't, but I w- I've been meaning to get into it. It's a good show, it looks yeah, like.
2: Yeah, I kind of dropped off midway through season two. I got to pick it up in season two so that I can get to season three because everybody's buzzing about Succession. I got to get back to it. Yeah. Although the reviews for The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston, my girlfriend, Or future girlfriend. Um, The reviews have not been so hot for the morning show, so I haven't started that yet either.
3: It's been a little bit slow in season two, picking up, at least for me. And it's kind of hard to follow. It's all over the place. It's all right. It's not bad. It's just, you know.
2: Did you guys happen to see, just uh, I know we we watch Squid Games or Squid Game, Um, Did you guys happen to see the whole story about how the director of Squid Game was all pissed off because LeBron was telling AD that he didn't really like the ending? And this guy was like, oh, really? Oh, Oh, really? LeBron didn't like the ending of Squid Game? Well, I saw Space Jam and it sucked. Maybe LeBron should go out and he should do his own Squid Game and then I'll criticize his last episode. Did you guys see this? Well,
0: I saw that and here's what I would say. Space Jam was made for (laughs) seven-year-olds, so there's that. (laughs) Like, that's a little bit of a different genre, is what I would say. I mean, that's that's just me personally. Yeah, He was pissed. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, um, speaking of people pissed, people are pissed at the Lakers and their outcome and then embarrassing loss yesterday. So we had Jay Williams on from Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max each and every morning, 6 to 10, here on the station, and we asked him about the Lakers, and he he talked about just that – a real lack of identity through the first five games. Let's take a listen.
4: And as it relates to defensively, yeah, you have a collection of talent, but you don't have guys that, I mean, losing guys like Alex Caruso, like, I'm a Bulls
0: fan, Donald, you know this. Like, he's on my team, and I love every second of it. Like, he brings that toughness to the table. contagious Caldwell-Pope, yeah, there were times he struggled offensively, but you knew what kind of energy and effort he was bringing to the table each and every night defensively, and when you lose horses like that, and you, you bring guys who are pseudo-better offensively that you think, like you lose a lot of that identity. And I think that's what, that's what the Lakers are struggling with right now. Like, I've never seen a, a LeBron James team not have an identity, and this team does not have one. He's not wrong, I don't think.
2: But I feel like last season there was a lot of talk about what is the Laker identity. You know. So I feel like this conversation is had frequently. You know about teams and their identities, and you know I I think Jay said something earlier, which was kind of interesting. Which is, look, again, we're only five games into the season. Mm -hmm. He brought up the the uh, assistant coaches, particularly Jason Kidd, that took off. He brought up the injuries to THT and others, uh, including LeBron, who wasn't available last night. And so, when you think about assistant coaches leaving, completely revamped roster young players already injured and out for an extended period of time and only being five games into the season, it is understandable that the Lakers don't look yet like what people expect them to look like at the end of the year. That's fine. What people are upset about, and rightly so, is last night the lack of effort, and I thought James Worthy said it very well on Spectrum Sports last night on the postgame show, A total lack of respect for the opponent, you know? um, I thought Worthy was great when he said, hey, you know what I would do with these guys? I wouldn't fly them back to L.A. for the game on Friday night. I'd put their asses on a bus and bus cross country. Now, I know he was exaggerating, but his point was well made. You guys disrespected these young kids who were winless and you showed up with a Laker jersey on as if they're just going to bow down and kiss your butt? And then what happens is, is when they dunk at the end of the game, you're all offended by that. Bro, take care of your business. Laura, how'd you like the way I use the word bro right there?
1: Leave it to me. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you didn't hear the James Worthy rant, we'll have that for you coming up in the last segment. But first, big deal, no deal. Everyone's favorite segment here on the show in the six o'clock hour. We'll have that in just a moment. It's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law, who I was just talking about, at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000. Or online at samandashlaw.com. Because you deserve what's right. What's right, Linz?
3: Well, what's right is, well, I don't know if this one is a right, but the Dodgers, uh, they went to their bullpen a lot this postseason. And now, one organization is calling for a change. Not about the game, but rather the term bullpen itself PETA the animal rights organization is proposing that Major League Baseball rename the bullpen to a more animal-friendly name their suggestion is the arm barn arm barn yeah uh quote words matter and baseball bullpen devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals PETA wrote in a press release PETA encourages MLB coaches, announcers, players, and fans to change up their language and embrace the arm barn instead. Uh, a bullpen, in non baseball terms, usually refers to a holding area where bulls are kept before they're slaughtered. So, is PETA wanting MLB to replace the term bullpen with arm barn a big deal or no deal, Sedano?
0: Okay, listen, I ain't going to mess with PETA. I don't want them on my bad side. I personally think it's a little silly. But I ain't fighting you, PETA. So,
1: <laughs> Dang no deal. Cap first. I know, smart guy, smart guy.
2: So, I'm going to say big deal. Hey, PETA, you guys don't have anything better to do, really? Like, you don't have anything better to do with your time. You want to change the name bullpen. Oh, my God. What a horrible world we live in. We can't say bullpen anymore in baseball because PETA's offended by it. Get out of here. Give me a break.
3: I mean.
0: Scott Kaplan is his name, Peter, Yeah,
2: Scott Kaplan. K-A-P-L-A-N. Is- at Scott Kaplan, Peter. If you want a piece, you know where to find me. There you Grow go. Grow up, people.
3: I mean, I'm a huge animal lover. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking yesterday, like. I love my dog so much. I feel like I would physically die without my dog. I know that's intense, but he's my child. <laughs> that is seriously intense. He's my child. Okay.
0: I've had a lot of dogs who were. I felt like were my children too. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's very sad when they're not around. But it's I mean. different
3: with the pandemic. I have bonded with my pup Chewy more than I I did with any of my previous yeah. pets. But yeah. anyway. By the way, you
0: should buy some stock in Chewy since. Uh, you, you're
3: oh, you know to you. that's a good point. I'll have to look into that. Not financial yeah. advice, by the way. All right, way. So,
2: you, so you
0: love Not your financial pet, advice.
3: and I understand that you love your,
2: your dog, and I understand how much Chewy means to yep, you, Yep, but but we're talking about the word bullpen, mm-hmm. so what do you think?
3: Well, I was going to say, I'm a huge animal lover, but I feel like, you know, sometimes PETA gets a little bit too upset about things. Like, there's more important issues that PETA should be focusing on than the, in my opinion, than the use of the word bullpen, How's you know? it bad for animals? How's that hurt animals? Well, it it they're like they, I said, the term bullpen usually refers to a holding area where bulls are kept before being slaughtered. Now, yeah, I, I always that. thought the bullpen was like where they they go in the the rodeo.
2: Yeah, so they're waiting before the bull is released. Like that's the pen, right? That's what I thought as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, but, I, you
3: know, I mean, I guess to Peter's point, that is also not really. That's well, cruelty to animals. So. Don't
2: you think that maybe they ought to be concerned about the slaughtering of bulls rather than the word bullpen That's in baseball? That's kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that
0: should be a bigger focus, sure.
3: But, yeah,
2: anyway. Anywho. I mean, look, I've had my disagreements with PETA over the years, particularly about horse racing. We don't see it the same way. But that, I could understand the debate. This is just pure stupidity.
3: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm on PETA's side with the horse racing. I was watching this documentary the other day about the circus and how they whipped the... Lions and tigers and the elephants and stuff. I'm not. I, I'm glad the circus has been canceled. But anyway, now now we're going off on a tangent. So on to the next one.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah on to the next one. Yeah. Scott Kaplan, Peta. Yeah, <laughs> at Scott Kaplan on Twitter and on Instagram. If you need me. So.
3: Earlier, you guys were talking about people being stuck in traffic in Cap. I believe it was Cap that brought up that uh, people sometimes resort to doing a certain thing when they have to relieve themselves, when they're stuck in traffic. And ironically, Joe Buck has found himself in that situation before, but not in traffic while calling an NFL game.
0: Oh, man. Yes. that That's not... I, listen, as someone who just uh, started calling football games... It, it did happen to me in the fourth quarter of a game recently where I was, like, dying.
3: Well, he joined the <laughs> Smartless podcast this week, and here's what he had to say about that situation.
0: I have in a bottle while
4: calling an NFL touchdown, I swear to God. Really? I, I I was wow. in a trash can, uh, and they came back. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. They, they handed me, like, a little water bottle. I'm like, I can't, the half wouldn't end.
5: So that's not going to do it. Give me that. Yeah,
4: and I was wearing a parka because it was freezing. It was in Milwaukee. While you're talking, you did that. While you're speaking, we you're came back from a break, and I I was, and the action oh started, and I I called a touchdown while urine was coming out of me. <laughs> that
2: that that's pretty talented, right? Is there. anybody going to ask a follow up? Like, what did Troy Aikman think about this?
3: I think they did ask some follow up. So uh, listen to the podcast if you want more on that, because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to play it safe, you know. What's the name of the podcast? The Smart Less Podcast.
2: Smart Less?
3: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you guys, is Joe Buck's we confession a big deal or no deal? Sedano?
0: Oh, big deal. I mean, but I think it makes him more legendary than he already is, dude. Like, I'm in. Let's go.
2: I'm going to say no deal because sometimes people need to relieve themselves at inopportune times. Have you ever seen an NFL player on the sideline and, like, trainers will yes. surround this person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they just have to – they got to pee. You know? It's just the way it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm impressed. Don't get me wrong. I'm impressed. I mean, to call the game while peeing in a garbage can while it's freezing and you're wearing a huge parka, I'm impressed. I mean, I think Joe Buck's a talented guy, more talented than I guess I realized. But I don't think it's a big deal. No deal.
3: Okay. On to the next On one. On to
0: the
2: next
3: so we've talked about versus, versus here on the show before, the popular rep battles that are live streamed on social media that Cap really knows nothing about. Yeah, um. but in
2: my defense, just one thing, in my defense, last week when Laura brought up a versus battle, we got a lot of tweets from people saying, yeah, that happened like two days ago.
3: It's okay. I missed one. Get over no, it. No,
2: it's, it's probably because of the Twitter thing. It's probably because, you know, your Twitter. Account. I figure
3: that you, I mean, even though after the fact, people still talk about him for like, you know, a couple of days. They only happen like maybe once a month, sometimes twice a month. So Buster Rhymes was in attendance at this recent Busta. versus show between KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane. He appeared, hit, him appearing there reignited the whole debate. Who could take on Busta Rhymes in a versus battle? Mm-hmm. Well, then, B-Boy legend Crazy Legs, you're familiar with Crazy Legs, right, Cap? Oh, yeah.
2: You mean, uh, is he Cousins First Cousins with Ghostface Killer?
3: No, but that's a, that's a nice poll there. Thank you. Okay, so Crazy Legs, he, he revealed that five people have actually turned down the chance to face Busta Rhymes, including Fat Joe, who he just doesn't want that smoke. Uh, is the <laughs> fact that no one will face Busta Rhymes in a versus rap battle a big deal or no deal, Cap?
2: I would say it's a big deal that no one wants to face him because no one wants a shot at the title, you know? And I'm surprised, because I'll tell you this right now. You know who I would say right now should, should go up against Busta? Tell me. Tell me. I would say Eminem. Psh,
3: Eminem doesn't have squat on Busta Rhymes. He's well, that's why it's a battle. So fast. I can't think of anybody that could compare with him. No
2: one. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to battle the dude.
3: Maybe he's just undisputed. What do you think, Sedano?
0: Oh, I I wouldn't
3: mess with Buster Rhymes either. Like, I would, like can I you would think stay of far, anyone? Far
0: away from that. Yeah. Can you think
3: of anyone that's that fast?
0: No, not really. Like, I I don't I don't I can't. I'm, um,
3: maybe Twista. Twista.
0: Maybe Twista? Twista. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's probably the only guy that would come close. Nah, He's the only one so. I'd want to see. I
2: don't think Twista can hang, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think so.
3: he has no idea who
1: Twista is. <laughs> no uh, idea. <laughs> you would if you
3: played. If we played some Twista, I feel like you would know. I think you think Skinny so? Joe's or do we have on. any Twista in the system? I'm about to check.
2: You know, I mean, if Fat Joe don't want a piece of him, my like
0: overnight Skinny celebrity. Joe? Or yes, or like, exactly.
3: Yeah. He, he. I think that song especially. I think he probably could. I think overnight celebrity is pretty popular yeah and he's fast i think he could take him
2: yeah twista mm.
3: we should i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people who have suggested that one so
2: so nobody wants a piece of that that smoke
0: nobody
3: huh? wants mm-hmm. that smoke mm-hmm.
0: yeah twista's a good one like i just put in fastest rapper in the world mm-hmm. and twista is the one that comes up the most
3: yeah so twista has got the fastest 40 that's He's my, faster yeah. is that the deal i'm glad i thought of that on my toes Good poke girl. Do you Go know this pull. song, Cap? No. You've never till heard get, it? Wait till they get Not even the, the beat?
2: Well, I mean, let me hear it. I mean, if, maybe when he gets to the words. Come on, Twista. Let me see what you got.
1: It's just the instrumental. Oh, all right. Oh,
0: yeah, that doesn't help. Oh, by the way, um, yeah. this list that I have here, Zestvine.com, the 11 fastest rappers in the world.
2: Yeah, let's hear the list.
0: Has Busta Rhymes at 11.
2: Oh, my. Well,
0: Crazy Bone at number 10.
3: Oh, yep. Okay. Can't forget my bone thugs.
0: Yeah. Tech Nine at nine. Oh, okay. yeah. I yeah. Love Tech Nine, Tech nine, is nine. nine. Dope. It, it does have Eminem at eight, by no, the way. I love no.
2: M. I love that. M. See? I love yeah. M. See? You guys ridicule me. I know what I'm talking about. El Chojin? Oh,
0: El Spanish rapper? Push.
2: Oh, he'll kill.
0: You know? Rebel XD?
2: See, I was going to say that. Twista at
0: number five. Mm-hmm. Twisted Insane at number 4. Yeah, it's a whole different. Outsider level. at number 3. right? Tone Deaf at number 2, who is also mm-hmm. Latino. Um and No Clue. Oh, you see. Ricky No Clue mm-hmm. has the Guinness World Record for rapping 723 syllables in 51.27 seconds.
3: I have no clue who he is. 14.1
0: wow. syllables per second. He has the title of the world's official fastest world MC for his track New West. Back in January of 2005. So
2: there you go. It's a long-standing record. i meant 16 years to be the fastest rapper in the world. I'm surprised yeah. nobody's come after him for that record.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's a lot of syllables in, in 50 seconds. So All right. Um, on to the next one. All
3: right. Uh, federal authorities have charged a Georgia man. That, that sounded very doozy. Why, that was
2: right? very, yeah, yeah, very CNNish. ish yeah. Go ahead.
3: They've charged a Georgia man with... Fraud after he allegedly spent $57,789 of COVID relief money on a single Pokemon card. Oh. <laughs> the feds believe that Vinath Odmousin applied and received $85,000 in aid from Washington, then used roughly half of it to buy a collectible trading card. The card was most likely a first edition base set Charizard or a first edition Lugia, which would have had to have been graded highly by a professional card grading company. So let's take the fraud part out for a minute. Is the fact that a grown man spent about sixty grand on a single Pokemon card a big deal or no deal, Sedano?
0: Nah, man. Listen, if you got the money and that's what you like, go do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm good with it. No deal.
2: Yeah, I think you gotta. You, you, when you say take the fraud part out of it, I have a question. What's the fraud? In other words, he applied for the money from the government. The government gave him the money because they were handing it out like it was the 90s and it was a a tech startup. And he decided to take the money that he got from them and invest in a Pokemon card. So
3: I think that there's in the COVID relief situation, like a lot of these small business relief money, whatever grants, you have to use that and put it towards your business. Oh, that's the fraud. Yeah, there's stipulations on how you're allowed to spend it. You You can't go out and buy cars and stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know about Lugia. I, 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 I thought that was like the Filipino egg roll. I don't know what a Lugia is.
3: A Lugia is a legendary bird.
2: Oh. again, yeah, I thought it was like... I have the, two
3: of them in my Pokédex. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah. Um, mm. that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. I wonder what the guy was able to sell it for, though. Like, if he bought it for $57,000 and he, he got this free money from the government... Did he at least turn the 57000 into like 114000 Did he double his money with a Lugie card?
3: Well, I mean, I think if he bought it as a collectible item, he probably is a collector. You know, Logan Paul, he he made, I think he kind of brought Pokemon cards back into, you know, like a thing again when during COVID and people were really bored. He was doing live stream YouTubes where he was pulling cards, opening packs of Pokemon cards, like old, old packs. And he, he pulled one of these cards. like It was like the first edition Charizard. And he freaked out because it was like a million dollar card. Wow. Yeah. It's
2: amazing the things people will watch on YouTube. I'll watch a guy open a bunch of Pokemon cards.
3: I watched it because it was funny when he freaked out. He was like, oh my God. He was screaming and yelling like he just won the lottery because he kind of did. I thought it was hilarious. What's the other platform,
2: cool. I guess, Twitch, where people watch, like, what's the guy's name with the pink hair that plays video games? What's his name? Nobody oh, knows. I don't know.
0: I don't know who the guy is, but really. Come on,
2: never somebody gotta know the guy. He's got the pink hair, he plays video games, he's really good. I mean, I feel like
0: that's everybody on Twitch, to be honest with you. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um he's got one name, kinda like Cher. He's got like a super famousy one name thing. All somebody,
3: right, someone th- will answer that, yeah. I'm sure, for
0: us on the somebody, other yeah, side. Yeah, I don't Twitter. know. There's
3: like FaZe is the YouTube guy. I don't I don't yeah. know the video. Somebody'll put it on Twitter. Laura won't find it, but I will.
0: Yeah, final segment. Wow, that's a dig again at Laura not having a Twitter. Like, well, it's I her fault her. that she I want got her hacked. To,
2: I, I want her to start a new account. Forget no. about the 2,000 followers and the underscore.
1: Okay, I know that my 2,000 followers aren't, like, a lot because you guys are all verified and have a bunch of followers, and that's cool. I'm not hating on that. My thing is just there is sentimental value behind that, and that's why I want my account back. So if anybody can help me get my account back, I would greatly appreciate it.
0: There you go. We'll f- we'll figure it out. All right. Yes.
5: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: come on cap you never heard this song
2: before you've never heard this song is this twista yeah yeah oh yeah man i have i've I've been to see twista a few times no you haven't stop hell no he hasn't hell no yeah i think one night he opened for jay-z and i didn't know who he was
0: get out of here i don't even think you've seen jay-z
2: no i have jay-z's amazing yeah jay-z's incredible Amazing. Amazing. Incredible in person. I love Jay Z.
0: Yeah, he's definitely better than Kanye in person. Whew. What's well, your favorite
1: Jay Z song? Kanye- oh, well, there
0: you go. There you go.
2: I would say
1: for me, my be
0: careful. There's one song you definitely don't yeah. want to say the title. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Really? Well, no, this
1: for me. Well, I you probably say,
0: don't even know it, so that's <gasps> fine, actually.
2: Yeah, I probably don't. But I would say for me, and I have. It's a, a
0: benefit for you. Trust me on this yeah, one. Yeah.
2: I have just, uh, I happen to love this song. It's got a lot of meaning to It's uh, Empire State of Mind. Yeah. You know, I love that song. Oh, are you a big New Yorker? Well, I lived in New York for a while. My family's all a bunch of New Yorkers, you know, and my kid was born in New York. And yeah. um, I don't know, there's just a, there's something about that song that I happen to just yeah. really, really love. So
0: It's fascinating because I just kind of besmirched uh, Kanye a moment ago. But mm-hmm. I actually, my favorite Jay-Z, Jay-Z song is the collaboration with Kanye, which I mentioned that you should never say the title of. Just uh-huh. trust me on that. Don't ever say it.
3: My favorite Jay Z song is "Song Cry." Great song. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one.
0: D- but that song I'm talking about, Laura. Do we have Paris? I'll just call it Paris. Um, uh, we
1: probably do. Let me
2: check.
0: Yeah, that song gets you hype. I mean, it's
2: I have hype. that on my workout playlist for sure. Okay, it, make sure you send that to me so I can so I can you know listen for to Alex it. Toussaint? Right, yeah. club bangers. Here we go. Oh, I love this song. Dude,
0: You've heard you, this song. You cabin. cannot
1: hear this beat and not want to like just. It's a good NBA pregame song.
0: Oh, that's why I heard it every day from like 2012 to like 2014 or whatever. Or like 2011 to like 2014.
2: Yeah, it's a great song.
0: I actually remember when LeBron won his first title, this song was playing in the locker room. Sorry, Lindsay. I I was going to say,
3: we didn't talk about that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he eventually won one I know, you, he went dude. home and he got you a tie. That I had remember to hurt, though. When, when they like, won. I've never, asked, I've never asked you that, but that day, how mad were you? Were you
3: mad that he won? I was mad that night, but then the next day I was like, all right, he got it, let's move on. I was mad that night, that's it.
0: But I would imagine most of the world you were from was not feeling that way.
3: Well, I think everyone, it was just like, we. I feel like people wanted him to win it just so they could get it over with and just be... 'Cause Move it on. was gonna happen, yep. it
0: was a matter of when. Yes. Right. Well
2: let me ask this question. If yep. if LeBron would not have gone back to Cleveland and delivered a championship, would you hate LeBron today? Would you be a LeBron hater? Hate's
3: a strong word. Um I would as an NBA fan, I would recognize that he's the greatest, but I would not I wouldn't really like him. I would definitely see him as a villain and a jerk and selfish and all those things but the fact that he went home to Cleveland wait, and Wait, 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 wait.
0: But you, you could not really have seen that. Like, think about LeBron. Not to go too far off the deep end here, but, like, like, his best player in Cleveland was Mo Williams, for God's sake.
3: I know, but... I mean, who the hell wouldn't leave that? I know, but... You know, it's, it's again, ask any Clevelander and bu- this, and they're all going to say the same thing. It's not so much the fact that he left. Yes, he was a free agent, he had the right to leave, but the way he did it was so immature and a big slap no, okay, in the face. okay, I, I
0: can give you that, and he's clearly, you know, realized that, that the way they went about it was not the way. Which part? But think the decision? About it. Yes. Yeah. He, he left for the hottest mistress in the NBA at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like...
3: I think it was all part of his master plan. I think that when he knew what he was doing when he left, he knew that he was going to leave and go away to college, learn some things, and then come back. And well, he talked about it. Yeah. I mean, he,
0: he said basically that's what it was. Like, he learned from Pat Riley how to run an organization, basically. Um, but. I'll tell you this, I knew he was going back to Cleveland well before he went back to
3: Cleveland. So did I. I mean, he, he gave, if you look back on it, and I have posts that'll show up on my time hop where he like sent, he posted like these weird, cryptic things, even like three, four years before he decided and said he was coming back.
0: When Kyrie was the number one pick, I knew he was going back. I knew he was already kind of working his mind. And he was always a big Kevin Love guy. He had mentioned Kevin Love a bunch. Like, I knew, I mean, it was he left a lot of crumbs. Amin says that. Amin used to always say it. I say it like he's dead, but, but Amin is still with us. Um, but Amin used to come on our shows and say, um, LeBron doesn't leave crumbs, he leaves the whole loaf.
3: <laughs> yeah, he did. And people would be like, he would never go back to Cleveland. He, he oh, no, I knew it, it was happening. I
0: didn't think it was going to happen after four. I just thought it was going to happen after six.
2: But- you know, you mentioned uh, Kyrie, and it makes me wonder, what's he up to? What's he up to? He's yeah, watching he up- his
0: Brooklyn team getting smacked yesterday uh, by LeBron's old team in Miami.
2: Yeah, I wonder what, what Kyrie's doing with himself nowadays.
0: I mean, let me tell you something. That team, that Brooklyn team, oh boy. they are, If you're a physical team, it's why I think the Lakers built the team the way they did. Now, I think it's flawed because Miami has shown, like if, you can, if you're a tougher team than Brooklyn, you can beat them, I think, especially without Kyrie. Now, Miami's also going to be the best defense in the league this year. That's a little different. The Lakers are not going to be anywhere near that. But the Lakers will – there's no way in my mind, okay, that I believe that the Lakers roster that you have right now is going to be the Lakers roster that heads into the playoffs.
2: Well, wait a second. Do you mean that you think as the Lakers – That they're going to trade people?
0: Yes. Lindsey will attest to this. When was the year Dwayne Wade went to Cleveland and they traded half the team at the deadline? Uh,
3: 2018, 17.
0: Yeah, seventeen. That's that's what's gonna happen here. Mark my words.
2: Okay, let me let me ask you to to go out on a limb here. You ready?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Does Russell Westbrook finish the season as a Laker?
0: Yes, but I think the rest of the parts around him are in trouble.
2: And why do you think that is? If everything we've talked about today is that through five games, maybe his skills never will fit with the core of this team, is it unfathomable that the Lakers decide at some point, hey. Well, but
0: who's going to take, Ru- I mean, it's going to be an expiring, so I guess he does have some value.
2: What if you took Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, and Kyrie Irving and put them all on the same team? Woo! How do you suppose that would go? Ru- I will say this.
0: I, you know, I'll take that back. Do I think it's a shoo-in? No, because he is an expiring contract, and that has value on the open market.
2: So. Very interesting. All right, we're done here. Uh, uh, excellent done. work, Scott Kaplan. Outstanding job, George Sedano. Great job,
0: Lindsay and Laura. Um, Laura, I hope we... Uh, I'm going to work on this Twitter thing. Thank you. Does
2: anybody have any connections to Twitter that you can call Twitter... Tommy's and, or, trying to help out. we will call...
0: Yeah, we, I, I'm going to I, I'm gonna call ESPN Marketing and just see what we can do here. There you go. Thank you. Like the, the marketing and research and social departments and all them and, and figure it out. All right, we're done here. Uh, What is up after us? Lakers talk? Rams all access. Rams all access. I knew it was something. That's next. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See something. you.